It's Stephen Beckwith. And it's Blaine Palmer. We're kick-ass realtors with some really good stories that you're going to want to follow. And I think you just found your favorite new real estate podcast. So buckle up because you are going to get real stories from real people about buying and selling real estate. And sometimes it can be a bumpy ride. So if you're ready, let's pop the lock and, and get, get this, this showing started. started. On this episode, Blaine and I are having a conversation with a family who wanted more space for their growing boys and to move closer to the city, but not without some bumps along the way. Brent and Doug Munster. Are you having uh, a good day? Yeah, I mean, it's a day. Doug's yeah. off. The kids are here. That's not we got our dining room table. table today, so that's good. We still want to chairs, but, but we got the table portion. Oh, good. <laughs> now you don't have to sit at the kids' table anymore. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Well, uh, thank you guys for popping in and, and uh, talking to us today. We wanted to just go through your experience uh, in your buying and selling <clears throat> recently um, and to kind of give a quick background for Blaine so he understands um, what the process was. The quick and dirty is that we found a house that they loved and we put an offer on it and it turned into a multiple offer situation. We ended up losing that uh, multiple offer situation but being in a backup position. And then during that time the home that we were going to list that they currently at that time lived in, uh, a neighbor expressed interest in buying it and they were able to sell that house to their neighbor quickly, rent it back and then continue their search for their next home. And so while we were in the backup position for the other house, the, um, we found a, a new listing that turned out to be a much better home and fit for them. And so, that's kind of the quick and dirty. Oh, cool. So I want to um, hear more about it. I got this. Yeah. Is, uh, there's so much that's tied up into this, right? So you've got multiple offers. You've got a, uh, a neighbor buying the house and then selling a house and then uh, yeah, being and, in a backup position. Right. There's a lot. There's a lot of that. that Y'all kind of went through the whole gamut. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even got the process of the appraisal on it. <laughs> exactly. And then the house didn't appraise. The new one. Oh, so. we have talked about this before. Yeah, between, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I, that's, I'm just curious to hear about that because, you know, when you hear, first of all, when people say they're going into multiple offers, that's the way of the world with a good listing right now if it's priced right. But um, Well, I'll tell you, can I, I'll, I'll just jump in here real quick. So, Brent and Doug, they, you guys, uh, can you want to talk about what, what we did to – to, to, to how did you differentiate offer, yeah, yeah. yourself on that? Like how we got into that situation or like how we just structured that offer? Yeah. You know, there's been so much that's gone on since then, but I can remember. Um, so I remember we went and saw it. We liked it. Um, Steven then called to find out more information about the property, where it was going, who, you know, anything he could, right? And at the time, the selling agent mentioned that they already had one offer. They're going to most likely recommend to the sellers that they go back with uh, best and final and then with a deadline, I think a couple days later, right? So it was a Friday. I think it was going to be that Sunday was best and final by 5 p.m. Yeah. So we went ahead and just put an offer in just to get our name in the running, right? And that we knew that offer wasn't going to be the end-all be-all. But in the meantime, we wanted to be in the best position that we could be in and we knew our neighbors had wanted to purchase our home and then ultimately rent their own. So we gave them a call all of the time. They were very interested. 
we ultimately agreed handshake wise, if we got this house, that they would close at a price that we thought was fair, kind of handshake kind of agreement here. Hmm. Um, and, and yeah. then, so that gave us the ability, of course, to come in above act without a contingent, above asking without a contingent offer. And then we built in additional earnest money. And then I can't remember what that other earnest money we, that we would have lost out on. Yeah. And then, then it was the option money. We put the option oh, you money. Oh, did there. do option money. Okay. And then uh, the guys put together a, a really great letter mm-hmm. and talk about their family and, and, and who was going to be living there and making it their home. And, and we even included a, a photo. Yeah. And we even offered our, our two kids, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. You could have them and take them with you. Uh, God. So, but ultimately, what happened uh, with these guys is is that um, the the agent called me and said, "Look, my I've never had sellers be so distraught on having to make a decision." So there were four offers; two of them were in the running, and we were one of the two. And they and it took them a, a day and a half or two for them to get back to us. We we're like, "Well, you know," and so. Um, we finally did. And she said, I just, she goes, they went there with the other folks. They just had felt a, more of a connection. Uh, and I think it was cause Brent was LSU <laughs> tiger, but, um, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I made a joke about it. They were Auburn tigers. Right. Right. <laughs> at least they weren't tiger, yeah. right? <laughs> and well, LSU kind of stuck this year. So I was like, well, at least somebody showed up to their last right? game. <laughs> exactly. exactly. What tell yeah. how, Kind of when you were waiting in that that waiting period, that's something that you know we always try as agents to have some empathy around that and communicate. But it's so hard because we're not we're, emotional about we're, it. We're trying, you know, we're one to, you know, we always, I always say, call me as much as you want to, and some people really take you up on that. Um, but then some people, oh, I do, yeah, <laughs> I, I know. call people oh, all we... I want to do. <laughs> right? Have you heard anything? Have you heard anything? Have you heard anything? <laughs> and so, well, I think for that. With the house too, we had fallen so in love, and we literally were like, we knew we were going to do a renovation. We had literally started planning our plans for the renovation, and oh wow, we had a great had backyard, our, great pool, had beautiful, yeah, beautiful backyard, and had, we were going to extend in the back and do all these renovations to the kitchen and all that. So we kind of got in this funk, you know. After yeah. that fell through, we were just really down and depressed about that. But unfortunately, it was like probably less than two weeks where our, the house we ended up with came up and it ended up being more of our dream house than the other one. Wow. Yes, which is great. So the minute we walked in, yeah, that's the awesome. minute we walked in, we knew this house was it. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, and I tell, I tell my buyers all the time, um, and, and I don't know if I told you guys, but I usually do. You know when you walk in the house, when it's going to be the house. And so I, even I, when I walked in that house, I was like, I didn't say anything to y'all. I was like, okay, this is gonna be it. Well, it's always fun, like when you have buyers out and they see a house, and then you go show them five more, and they keep comparing it back to a certain one. You're like, "That's then, that's it, right? That's the one." Yeah, I think the biggest thing we were shocked about is how much crap is on the market. <laughs> right. What we thought was a very healthy price range. Right. One hundred percent. That was yeah. that was one of our big things, Blaine. Is that that we would look we looked at a lot of houses, and it's just. There are a lot of renovations that didn't go well, or they just have kind of limped along and whittled around, and yeah. you know, just because of the piece of land it sits on, they think they can get or the school district, or the school district, yeah. yeah. And I think we were looking in a different neighborhood than we had ever looked before, so we weren't really familiar with how the neighborhood went as much. I mean, it doesn't matter. I never thought I'd spend this much money on a house <laughs> in my life. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, let's now that we've talked about how the, how you guys love the, the new house, let's talk about the process for that because I was telling Blaine before uh, the call here that um, we did probably every due diligence inspection that you probably could, and I love that you guys wanted to do that because I think it's important. How did y'all come to yeah. to do that? Did y'all like kind of had you researched and thought we so, would bring separate people out or? Yeah, so I knew growing up in New Orleans, like that I need. In New Orleans, your sewer line is made of clay from the house to the street, and the oak trees invade that in like no time. So I knew just just knowing the history of the house and the age of the house is a 1960s house that, and it of course it's got trees all around it that you know I wanted to make sure that looked good. Stephen was great and had his list of resources and gave me a contact um, at that point. Then, um, you know, I made the appointment with that. Stephen recommended the home inspector and all the other inspections that we had done. Stephen kind of coordinated that based on his experience. But me, I, I knew that that's plumbing. That was the only one I really knew. So. <laughs> thank, thank God we did it because they said with four boys, it would probably a class within a week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was a very um, enlightening and uh, experience to, to, to really get intimate with the house. And they really, I think you guys really feel like you know the house now. By doing um, every single, uh, every little thing. That's so. what one thing we that you try to help people understand is you know sometimes you need to slow down to go fast and it's um, what what we find in this market is people just want to go fast and so they just oh, we'll get a home inspection and that's all we do and you right. know then it's like okay we you see a little glimpse versus when you bring the expert out mm-hmm. there to do it and um, I mean you're yeah. making a huge investment right, right. I mean mm-hmm. yeah and we had an agreement with the sellers or the buyers of our house that we would rent it back for, um, for at least six months or you know, six months time frame. Um, so we didn't feel like we were rushed though. We had already kind of ended in our heads. That was the close of that chapter. Right. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to start our next chapter. And of course who wants to pay rent for something they right. don't want to like, yeah. <laughs> Which you used to own for a lot. Less. Yeah. You used to own, yeah. How did you, how did y'all manage the uh, expectations of the sellers when you were bringing all these different people in? Because that's when well, sellers can get a little bit crazy and go, well, I, what are they trying to do? Unbuy the house? Or are they trying to find something wrong? You know? Well, fortunately the seller was an agent. Well, that's nice. So it, that was, that was helpful. <laughs> yeah. I think in the process. Very. Yeah, because he pretty much agreed to everything. So I think he knew, right, right, that he had to take care of that. Like we had a radon issue as well, and he uh, took care of that situation for us as well. Too. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing there is, you know, we structured it so a lot of those things happened on the same day. Oh, that's right? helpful. That's so a we, good. Per- yeah. We had the plumbing inspection happen while the larger inspection came by. We had somebody come look at the pool. Actually, um, I think he just showed up the, while we're there. Right. The pool yeah. guy showed up while we were there too. So like it kind of just all aligned. And then of course we had, you know, the tropical storm that came up through, oh, yeah. um, through Atlanta, yeah. through Atlanta in November. So they had to come back and rerun the radon testing. Oh, number one. Um, because go ahead. I'll let you finish. <laughs> yeah. So because, uh, I guess the winds were too strong to get an accurate reading. So they went ahead and reran that. That was a little bit later. Later, so we had to, you know, that was all part of that original inspection process that we were initially doing anyway. Gotcha. So the, I think the buyer understood that 
you know, we're not just carting 50 people through their house. Um, it was just from there, it was, okay, let's get somebody out to say, okay, what does this mean on your inspection? What does this mean for the radon? What does this mean for this to be fixed? Or is it really an issue, right? So then it was really understanding how big of an issue some of these items popped up as. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And then during that storm, a tree fell in the yard. Oh, yeah. Huge nice. tree. They covered it, that knocked out power and uh, blocked the street for a couple of days, I think. 29-foot tree. 29-foot tree. The largest tree on the property knocked out power for over three days for the street. For the whole oh, neighborhood. Wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and tore up the sprinkler system. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that repaired. But you know, that's really some good feedback for other agents and for, for us is what y'all said, which was to – to really try to minimize as many times as you can going in and try to line them all up on the same day, get the major inspection done, then then line everybody else to come back because that's when you see, I think, sellers can get a little bit wopsided on you, um, you know, because they're like, wait a minute, somebody's coming back again, wait a minute, are we okay? You know, because they want to keep the deal together. Right. Yeah, it, yeah. Worked, out, it worked out well. But that um, worked out. That's a great... Kind of a great pearl. Yeah, and yeah. in our mind, it wasn't about trying to find an issue at the house. Right. We like, just didn't want to get. We didn't want to buy a house that had issues, right? Without knowing about what we're buying, and we knew we were buying a 1960s house, That's an right. older home. And he did a renovation, and yeah, you can sit there and say all day that I'm a perfectionist and I care, you know, that it was done right. But do you really know enough to say that? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like I mean, I always equate that kind of like when you're people that buy cars. I think Stephen does this a lot, but. Uh, <laughs> Buying cars, that is. But uh, I think it's, you know, there's some people, I'm one of them, that, I mean, you just go, you find it, you're like, I like it. Is the Carfax clean? Yes. All right, let's go. And then there's other people who are like, I want to test drive it. And, yeah. But I respect that because I need need that discipline. Right. And I think it's smart to do. I mean, you're buying one of the biggest investments you. Yeah. 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 I mean, we had offered full price. So in the end, he still. That's great. Yeah. So I, I think that's why he wasn't pretty much do everything we asked for. I mean, we didn't really ask for too much. Just right. the radon and then the uh, tree falling and then the uh, sewer pipe, pretty much. That was about it. Everything right. else was, came back really good. Talk he about did a really that. good renovation. He did a massive renovation. Yeah. So, yeah. Talk about that a little bit because we do have people who, um, you know, be, both on the buyer and the seller side, When because I hear you say you offered full price. So how, how did... What kind of emotion went around that? Was it we just want this house and this is, you know, we're willing to pay? Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> that's really what it was. So we'd already been through this bidding process right on the last one. And we saw it on a Friday at, what, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and we we knew that somebody was coming to, or we had heard that somebody was coming to see the house for a second time on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Oh, wow. So when we walked in the house, Doug and Stephen mentioned, you know, we we knew we liked the house and wanted the house. And and so that night, Doug and I left and said, you know, we went outside and chatted the three of us together. And then Doug and I left for dinner. And on our way to dinner, we talked about it. And we're like, we just want it, you know. So we were initially going to go in with, you know, a really strong, I think we were going to offer full full price with like 5000 in closing costs. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Stephen kind of coached us a little bit to say, hey, listen, you know, I mean, what is five thousand really? And and he's absolutely yeah. right. What is what is five thousand in the grand scheme of things, right? Um, when you're paying the the money we were paying, so we said let's go in with our strongest, and you know we knew we weren't going to pay any more than it, so we went in full price, no closing costs, and had an expiration date of eleven a.m. the next morning oh, wow. before the 
right before no, our show. Next show. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it worked. It was a risky. It was very risky. It was a very yeah, risky yeah. Pull, uh, pull, but we, you know, we we discussed that and said, look, if you want it, let's let's just do, let's make this let's our highest and best. And so we went in with our highest and best, and it, and it worked. And and uh, fortunately, some, you know, we did go in with zero closing costs, but we were able to negotiate more of those because of some of the things that need to be done, which was great. That's so great. Um, let's step into the next issue that happened. Okay. <laughs> so we we get through the inspection, then the appraisal uh-huh. comes back. Seventy-five thousand dollars left. Yes. It was. It was. It was. It was very significant. Yeah. It had a comma. It did have a comma. (laughs) Yes, it had a comma. (laughs) It had five digits. It was. It was seventy-five thousand. I will never forget that. Yes. So, what's your initial reaction when that happens? Well, our initial reaction is WTF. Like. Yeah, we knew what some of the homes around were selling for, and yeah, we 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 didn't go in with the best, you know, research, right? Because we made the offer so quick, right? We didn't necessarily pull up every comp and analyze the marks to say what is this house really worth, right? So we 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 were just we're like reevaluating. Okay, well, we Stephen, tell me what the price is worth. <laughs> what do you think the price is worth? Now? <laughs> Like based on the cops and everything, and and we knew just given and you know and Stephen kept on reassuring us that this is just given the area we were buying in, right? The first rule of real estate: location, location, location. That you know it was it was ballpark around the right price. So you know Stephen went back, did some research and whatnot, and you know could find conflicting things: some that supported, some that didn't support it. Um, you know the owner put in a lot of money, right? He ripped the the renovation to the studs and replace electrical, replace plumbing, probably a lot of stuff that you don't necessarily think about, but want, the stuff that you, you need for a home, right? Every buyer expects to have plumbing, electrical, yeah. and, and all mm-hmm. that stuff in their in their home, but you may not always get the money back for that. Well, and he also put a, lot, uh, a very expensive pool. Yeah. Right. So the, he, um, I mean, he'd done this within two years, and so he, a full renovation and a brand new pool. I think I think the biggest the biggest issue Doug and I were having was that we you know we were renting our home back at this point we had already closed on our home we were renting it back from our owners we all thought we were all set to close and be good right so they had actually just found somebody to rent their (laughs) home they were moving in from and this was and like so I email them that night or text them that night and I was like dude listen you know I'm just giving you a hundred percent like clarity on what's going on the appraisal didn't come back i didn't want to screw him over um because he made our process so easy but i didn't want to also be screwed over because we had this agreement of you know we rent it back for up to six months um so so we didn't want to have to move twice yeah so the emotion really came into play of like okay so i'll let the sellers you know contest the appraisal but if the appraisal comes back seventy five thousand below, are they going to drop the price? Right. So that's what we had to, yeah. to figure out. And so, you know, because these guys, Doug and Brett, had to give permission for the agent to dispute with their mortgage company, and so they allowed him to do that. So we just to kind of backed up and let them fight their battle. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, um, this large bank. <clears throat> 
they had it reviewed by an internal review because you know when you dispute a, a, a um, an appraisal, uh, they usually go back to the appraiser. This large bank actually has an internal review before they do that, and so they in, they reviewed it. We thought that they were gonna just kind of say, "Well, this it is what it is." Um, they their next step was we're having it reassessed by an, another appraisal appraiser. Another appraiser, yeah. And um, that appraiser came back at full price. Isn't that it? That's so and our our loan officer said in eighteen years he's, he's never ever had this happen before. Right. Wow. So was the, do you know where the appraiser was from? Were they? From he was the, not from in town Atlanta. Oh. We do know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you know after the fact, I don't know if I told you guys this. The listing agent told me. So the the, the owner of the house was an agent and he co-listed it with one of his agents in his office. She kind of handled everything because he was smart enough to know you kind of need to back away from the, the situation. So he had another agent handle a lot of the stuff. Um, <clears throat> she told me that day, she goes, the day he came and I met him at the house, she goes, I got a bad feeling. She goes, he was not nice. He was not friendly. I gave him, you know, the comps that we, you know, and some information about it. She goes, and he was honestly, was just an asshole. And she goes, I just, I hadn't, you know, didn't know what was going to happen and wasn't surprised when it came back low. So, um, I had that happen earlier this year. We had, it came back. Same appraiser. Yeah. And it came back around 60 to 70,000 off. And this appraiser was from not even, they don't even have an Atlanta, Georgia address. Right. So I'm like, I, you know, you can look at data. I mean, I get that people can look at data and from afar, it's kind of, our love hate relationship with the Zillow, the Z word, but you know, it's like, you don't know that maybe the neighbor's house was a duress sale or an estate sale or what it looked like, but somebody who's got a pulse on the neighborhood appraising. Yeah. It was definitely a tough neighborhood to get a true value. Huh, I believe. Yeah. So it was definitely, yeah, yeah no, but your, your point on the Zillows are a hundred percent accurate. I mean, you don't know the whole story nor with, Sorry, I'm going to toss real estate agents down the toilet right now. But with the touching up of images, everything looks wonderful on <laughs> oh, right. yeah. on listings. You get in the houses and it's crap. crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Photography's gotten uh, gotten really, really good. So you know, it's, it's, that's interesting because I talked to our uh, Stephen and I have the same photographer, and uh, so we were doing a photo shoot last week at a house, and the eight the. Uh, photographer seller came up and said hey can you can you touch up in your picture like and not make our house look so close to that next house that's next to it and he's like yeah not really (laughs) (laughs) yeah so 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 consumers are onto that 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 photographer is so good but there are rules that you can't do i mean even with to to give you another but you know, but yeah. people do. You know, there are very creative shots that people do, and then when you pull up and you see that there's an apartment complex and you know <laughs> a trash dumpster, waste <laughs> just outside the crop is where there's it a is. Dumpster fire <laughs> happening right. next to it. You know, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. No, but I mean, it just kept, you know, it was hurdle after a little mini hurdle, but in the end, we kept saying if it's going to go through, uh-huh. we'll go through it. And definitely, Stephen was really good saying, you know, if it's not meant to be, we'll find the next one. We will always find the next uh-huh. one. And obviously we are in deep in the process. It's really hard to think that way. It sometimes, is. But, That's good feedback. But, <laughs> because but I'm, I'm not, so uh, glad we lost the first house now. I mean, I'm so glad we lost that house because I love this one so much. Right. Well, good. <laughs> That's awesome. It's good to hear. Um, before we end the call, Doug, I want to 
of give you the opportunity to talk about your gift of adoption. I'm a I'm a big fan of your organization. And um, before I, you explain it, I want to give you a little bit of a surprise. During Christmas, our company, Atlanta Fine Home Sotheby's International Realty, um, pulls together suggestions from agents in their company to uh, to donate to. And so um, mm-hmm. I put your company, your organization forward, and um, they are paying $1,000 toward two gift of adoption from Atlanta Fine Home. So I will get that checked out uh, soon. Amazing. Yeah. You've been a huge, huge supporter over the years, and you definitely wear my products a lot. Too, so <laughs> you're like a walking billboard. <laughs> well, you mentioned that you mentioned that the other day on one of my Instagram posts. Um, I have several of the shirts and they're just very comfortable and they fit well. So I, I'm always in one. Just, they may be a different color, but I'm always in one because you, your 5k run uh, t-shirt. So do you want to talk about that for a second before we? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, our, our organization is called uh, gift of adoption. Uh, we are a part of a, we joined, we're part of a national charity now. Uh, so we, uh, work throughout the United States. We uh, help, uh, I, my main focus is helping Georgia families uh, complete the adoption process uh, of children. The uh, average adoption is forty to $50,000. And um, a lot of that is legal fees and agency fees and uh, travel fees, because a lot of the times you're adopting outside of the state you live in. So we do multiple events throughout the year. We are, uh, which Stephen was referring to, we have a huge 5K, which we do in uh, Grant Park. Uh, every year in June. Uh, we have many little multiple uh, mini events, and then we also have a gala-type silent auction event in November of our year. Uh, those are our two biggest events. Um, you know, we're constantly adding new events. But what we do is we can supply, uh, we have investors that help us as well, so we can supply grants pretty fast, so we can get a check out to uh, couples within probably seven business days. Usually our family is trying to complete the adoption process and they have, you know, a few thousand dollars extra for that extra legal fees or whatnot that comes up. And uh, they just can't, that extra few thousand dollars, they, if they don't come up with it, they can't complete the adoption. We jump in and we help them with that uh, final amount so that they uh, can complete the adoption and bring the child home with them. So it's been, it's wonderful. Um, as a, you know, as a nation, we've raised over uh, $11 million, uh, been around since 1996. Um, and it helped uh, over 600 families complete the adoption process. So in Georgia alone, so it's been great. Oh, wow, that's fantastic! You know, when I went first went to your when you guys first started this, I went to your first event. It was really uh, hearing the stories of people who have been affected by your organization is is really kind of touches you. And so I think it's it's a really amazing thing that you're doing because you guys your 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 boys are adopted, so you've been through yeah. this. So yeah, we we adopted both of our boys from birth, and Brent and I were so fortunate. As we are, you know, in all these adoption, meet, you know, like groups meeting different couples, we are so fortunate to be able to complete the adoption ourselves. We met teachers and firefighters and just, they were like piecing together every penny they could possibly right. find. For, and then you never know at the last minute that you get this huge extra bill. And there's always a curveball. Right. There's always <laughs> a curveball of adoption. <laughs> so, you know, we just kind of like in real estate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. We wanted to find a way to give back, and uh, kind of here we are, five years later. <laughs> well, I love it. That's I love great. That's great. And so this year, run in June in Grant Park, hopefully, would be the next. Uh, we are. Um, last year, we had to go virtual with all of okay. our events. You know, obviously, with everyone else did. Uh, this year, we are going to do our race virtual again. Okay. Because we think things will still be iffy by June, uh-huh. but uh, we're hoping to have a gallery. And by November, we're hoping everyone should be vaccinated so we can Perfect. get back to our normal 
in-person events. But last year we did all of our events uh, virtually and we were still highly successful. We had uh, partnerships with uh, Orange Theory Fitness and a couple other uh, corporations. And so we did really well. So we were very proud of that. Awesome. Awesome. I want to thank you guys so much for uh, taking the time to do this. And um, I look forward to seeing you guys real soon. I'm going to drop that check off at some point and come see the house. Yeah, yeah. No, we're at Thank you guys so much. Awesome. Thank you, Steven. As much as I know Brett probably drove you crazy, you know how Brett can be. Actually, you know, Brett and I have a simpatico. He and I, uh, we think uh, alike for the most part. So I think we work well together. So that was... It was a nice And then experience. Steve was a morning person. And <laughs> when I was waking up at four in the morning because I couldn't sleep, <laughs> I'm getting updates from Steven via email. So. That's what happens Why when am I in... buying a million dollar house? Why am I buying a million <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Y'all have a great Thank day. Thank y'all very much. Um, All right. We'll All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Thanks for listening. To find out more about Gift of Adoption, please visit giftofadoption.org. getting ready to sell you're definitely going to want to tune in on our next episode we talked to one of our sellers who did everything they could to make sure that due diligence went off without a hitch thanks for listening to real people real estate with beckwith and blaine remember you can follow us on apple spotify and stitcher and we're always open to hear your topic ideas by shooting us an email beckwith and blaine at gmail.com 